It's me. Hello and welcome to the latest drop of Smilf, the cool single mums club podcast with your host Smilf, aka Little Cheesy Mite, because I have been living off Cheesy Mite scrolls with Billy. I've rediscovered them and honestly guys, you can't get past it. I'm sure there's a lot of sodium, a lot of salt, but there's nothing quite like it. Anyway, welcome to today's episode um, we are covering the most requested, I think, topic in terms of me being DM'd, which is, so you're pregnant and single, what fucking now? And here I want to cover a lot of things. I want to cover what happens medically um, in terms of like milestones and like um, expectations of you to reach, because I actually didn't really know any of that when I was pregnant. I kind of like learned things along the way of like what's expected, how many scans you get, etc. So we're going to be covering stuff like that and also like little um, tricks that I kind of wish I knew to save a bit of money. Um, we're going to cover what to bring to hospital, um, what you really, really need with new Bubba um, and a few little legal finicky things regarding birth certificate and like legal advice if you need it. Because yes, obviously this is my experience as a single mum to be and what I went through. Um, and a lot of it, I just felt like I was fat bloated, wading through the water of hell and not knowing where I stood legally or what tests, tests I needed, what money I really needed. Um, I will suggest you to listen to my Centrelink podcast if you want like a really thorough understanding of what money you're entitled to from the government. Um, yes, that'll cover more of that, but I will give a few suggestions along the way of how to kind of prepare financially. All right, so let's get into the medical side of things. Um, look, birth is fucking scary, no doubt about it. But let me hold your hand, girls, and walk you through kind of what to expect. Now, my experience will be in the public health system. Um, if you're going private, you're probably going to have your own obstetrician and a different way of doing things. I'm speaking to people who might not have the financial means to pay for private. So this is going to be my experience and everything that I learned along the way um, while uh, having a having a baby in metropolitan Melbourne, which I assume would be the same for most um, major cities anyway. We've got great public hospitals here. So I'm going to cover that. Anyway, so look, you found out you're pregnant. Fuck. I mean, it could have been planned. Anyway, started with a missed period. Unless it wasn't missed in my case, I got a bloody false period. I also took a pregnancy test which said I wasn't pregnant. Anyway, I've got a one and a half year old sleeping soundly right now. So somebody fucking was lying. Anyway, all right, so you're pregnant. The first thing I suggest you do if you've peed in a little stick and it's positive or you're feeling any other symptoms, is get yourself down to a GP, preferably one you trust. If not, that's fine. Just go. Um, what they'll do is they'll do a urine test and they'll measure, measure your HCG levels, which is exactly the same as what is on, um, like what, how you measure your at-home pregnancy tests. Now, this will be make things clear for you too, because if you kind of know around the dates and which conception could have been or knew the date from your last missed period, um, they'll be able to kind of point out if this is like a viable pregnancy or not. Um, obviously, I'm going to be talking about going ahead with a pregnancy. Um, if you wanted to terminate, um, I can link some resources in the show notes about that. But we're going to be going ahead with having a baby. I once again, I'm speaking from my experience. I found out I was pregnant at nine weeks pregnant. So that's quite late compared to other people. Um, but because of my situation, because I had an IUD, I actually had a dating scan, which is an early dating scan that's done, which isn't compulsory. A lot of women opt to have it. Um, but yeah, it's not compulsory. And I only did that to see kind of where my baby was sitting in regards to where the IUD was positioned because it was deemed a quite a high risk pregnancy. Um, if you are listening to this and you are pregnant with the IUD, um, 
God, my heart is with you. It was very, very scary. It was a 30% chance of miscarrying once they removed it. Obviously, my child's alive. But um, yeah, they're probably going to let you have a dating scan. If you're not going ahead with a dating scan, what your GP will do is will they will give you a referral to um, a anywhere really that will do a scan for when you're around 12 weeks pregnant. Um, and that's the nuchal translucency scan. So what that is, is when you're 12 weeks pregnant, you'll have that referral and that will be your first ultrasound. And that's where that combined with a blood test, which you'll also have to do at that time, um, they will c- combine data to let you know um, pretty much like if your baby's high risk or not um, in terms of having Down syndrome or any kind of like genetic disease in that regards. For most people, this is the first time you see your baba. So it is incredibly exciting and beautiful and wonderful. Um, but yes, that's the main focus for those scans is to kind of see if any if your fetus is at any kind of risk of having some kind of um, genetic disease. Um, I must say, if you're listening to this and you're a young mum below the age of 30, your chances are very, very low. But that's when they'll take into any consideration if you have things which are called soft markers that could signify that your baby might be at risk of having um, a disease like or condition like that. Now, quickly regarding the scans, um, the doctor will give you that referral, like I mentioned, but most of the places listed are private ultrasound clinics. There are a lot that exist. However, the scans are quite expensive. So that's, you're going to be like 400, 450 to 500 out of pocket. I think you can claim Medicare, maybe around $80. I'm only just quoting, but you are out of pocket quite a lot. Of, quite a lot. I know that there are hospitals that do bulk bill scanning. And I'm telling you, if you can do it, go to a bulk biller. Um, However, it's a very time conscious thing regarding these scans because you need to be around 12 weeks pregnant, 12 to 13 weeks, I think. So actually, it might even be 11, 11 to 12 weeks. Obviously, your GP will clear this up for you. I'm just remembering from the top of my head. Sorry, guys. Um, But you need to make sure that they're booked in and you're locked in. And you can go ahead with that. I think there's an area in Dandenong Hospital that they do um, bulk billing scans. There's a clinic as well in Burwood, a super clinic there. Um, please DM me if you want the exact details. It's a little bit hard to Google because it's not very readily available. But there are options if you scour through your Googles in any city that you're in. There will be places that offer bulk billing scans where you won't be out of pocket at all so please guys like save yourself the penny if you can and go there um i wish i did but i was working and i had very small time constraints so i just went um privately to get those done even though i was in the public system that's just how it works for those scans the next kind of milestone for you is around 21 weeks two and that's the second scan so in that time, you're kind of left to run free range unless you've kind of got any any problems or things that you're worried about. You're kind of left to go by yourself in the public health system, in my experience. Um, so the next scan is done at around, like, yeah, 21 weeks. You can once again go and get that done um, publicly if you have means. And that's when they're kind of looking at um, like the physical side of the baby. I think a lot of people get the gender revealed then. I know you can get it done earlier, but I'm assuming that's more if you really want to know because it's the, the kind of older the baby is, the kind of, I think, easier it is to identify genital. Um, I didn't find out, but if you want to do that and do your gender reveal, you do you, sis. Live, laugh, love. Make it rain pink gooseberry feathers. Make it rain little mullet-wearing blue truck drivers. I don't know. Let your freak flag fly if that's how you want to do it. Um, Also around 24 weeks, I'm just kind of hitting the major milestones here for you, is the blood glucose test. Um, And that's a test if you are at risk of having um, gestational diabetes. And that's a disgusting fucking test mate that's fucked you're pretty much getting a blood test chugging glucose drink waiting getting a blood test chugging glucose drink waiting 
getting a blood test, chugging a glucose drink, waiting. It's disgusting. I don't know the order. Maybe you do the glucose. I think you do blood test first and the glucose test. I don't know. You have to do like have three blood tests. You have to fast from the night before. It's actually fucked. Like I ate like four toasties straight after. Fucking smashed a bloody strawberry big M, which I haven't had since I was like myself a fetus. Disgusting. It was so bad. Um, so I've touched like the major kind of points in um like scans and stuff like that. From around 21 to 22 weeks, so before you get the blood glucose test, um, if you're in the public system, like I mentioned, that's when you'll have your first appointment with your hospital. Um, it's pretty standard. You go in, they have the little doppel on your tummy and they hear the baby's heartbeat, probably talk you through any questions you might have, measure your fundal height, which is also a like a lot of controversy with your fundal height. It's pretty much where you lie there and they measure the bump of your tummy from the top of like near your rib cage, like where the bump kind of starts to your pubic bone. Um, it's a really outdated system. Like they just want to, you know, obviously track baby's growth and measurements to make sure Bubba's still growing. But it is, fuck, it like doesn't take into account if you've got like a, you know, a full bladder. Um, you might be seeing a different doctor in those checkups at the hospital each time and they might have a different way of measuring things like I had a lot of drama with my um fundal height um I was always measuring small according to the clinic and I ended up like having a, an extra scan because I was worried about how small Billy was when in reality I just kind of carried smaller and I had a smaller tummy than most women but it was all fine and she was still growing steadily. It was just like a lot of extra stress. But yeah, pretty much from 21 weeks, you're going in monthly for your checkups. And then I think from maybe, don't really quote me on this, at some point, maybe like 30 weeks, you start going in fortnightly and then weekly. And this was my experience once again at the Royal Women's Hospital. I'm imagining it would be similar for most major public hospitals. Yeah, so pretty much public health system, you go to the GP, you get your referral, you do that first scan with the blood test, you do the second scan, you start going into the hospital monthly, fortnightly and weekly, within that is the blood glucose test and that's it, you don't get any other scans. Um, other options for women if you wanted, you can do like the gender, sorry not gender, you can do like the genetics, like harmony test, stuff like that, that's when you can... Um, like see if your baby's kind of more or less at risk for certain genetic diseases. Um, but yeah, once again, if you're a young mum, it's probably not necessary unless there's like a history in your family because they are out-of-pocket costs. Um, you can do those 3D freaky as fuck scans, which I would never fucking do. That's scary as fuck. Um, and... Yeah, and you can also do like a later on scan, which I was actually ordered to have one. Yeah, like I mentioned, because my tummy was measuring small. And I think I had that when I was about 34 weeks. And people can opt to do that. Um, it sounds like from my understanding, they'll only send you to do that if you somehow like seeming a bit strange, measuring strange, tracking strange. But yeah, that's like an optional one too. Um those first two scans are pretty, not including the dating one, the first two scans are pretty standard. But yeah, I strongly suggest you go to some place at bulk bills and just be really prepared and organized and book yourself in in advance and just save yourself for the penny because I probably lost around, not lost, but I spent around $900, $800, $900 on those two scans. Now, quickly regarding hospital care, um. There are a few options to go about it. And this is what I wish I fucking knew because in my first like um, appointment at the hospital, like when I was 21, 22 weeks pregnant, um, you get this booklet, which is so handy, great advice, blah, 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 what to expect, that kind of thing. Um, but they mentioned something called team maternity and shared maternity care. I'm going to break down what those are, but I didn't know about these. And when I wanted to register, I'm at the first time I went to the hospital, 21 weeks pregnant, I was literally laughed at because I'm like, um, you are way too late in the game 
to be utilizing these cares. So I'll just talk about what I had, which is the, the standard at Royal Women's and probably imagine most hospitals. It's team maternity. So pretty much you're going to have a baby. <laughs> you are assigned to like a team and within that team, you get whoever is in that team. So I think I was like team blue or something like that. And I had a different doctor and midwife every single time. So every single appointment was somebody new. It really wasn't good for my peace of mind. Um, there was one point in that my final dating scan, sorry, my final, final, final scan where the radiologist randomly said, were you ever tested? Did you ever do the Down syndrome test? And I didn't really know what that meant. And I spun out of control and there was no one for me to contact because I just thought they were assuming they saw like a soft mark that my baby was possibly had Down syndrome and I got so freaked out. And I tried calling the hospital being like, can I really speak to somebody about my pregnancy and there's like literally no one to speak to because I didn't have anyone assigned to me as such I just had to wait to my next appointment which was in five days which was fucked for a new time mom also a single mom absolutely mind-boggling <coughs> but yeah that's a one way of doing it is just you just go in you're assigned to whatever team or whatever it is I think it's just so they it's actually I think it's pretty much so they can figure out what area in the maternity ward you're in um and it's like somebody new every time I had uh, three different midwives during my labor, which was like fine. I'd never seen them before. They were fucking soul of the earth, most beautiful people. But it's not, I don't know, I'd prefer to know somebody that I've had worked with before. But so there are different things. There's shared maternity care, which is where you kind of use your own GP. Maybe like if you've got like some locked in GP that you've always seen and they kind of communicate with hospital um quite a lot um and they kind of like take on a lot of the normal regular checkups like the fundal height that kind of regular stuff but you'll give birth obviously in the hospital this team maternity that sounded absolutely amazing oh no that's the one that i had that was shit sorry um there's midwives in small teams which is it's just a small team of midwives that you're always going to be seeing and knowing so you're probably going to have someone that's a familiar face. Um, there's caseload, <coughs> which is one midwife and a backup midwife. And they are just locked in looking after you and solely you during your pregnancy. And they will be there for your entire pregnancy, labor, birth, postnatal and home visits. Um, and it's really good because you can like obviously build a great relationship with them and just kind of feel really warm and familiar and that's something I wish I had but it's incredibly popular so yeah you need to probably lock that in as soon as you look at the dick so yeah sorry girls um and there's also a special one for indigenous women it's called Bagarook caseload so yep so if you if you identify as an indigenous please check that out and there's also like the standard private maternity which is when you want to pay and have your own obstetrician or midwife. But that's going to cost money. You can still do that in the public system and just pay your own way. It'll probably be around like three grand-ish from the top of my head to have somebody, um, which is great. Another suggestion that would be ideal would be like your own doula or maybe like a student midwife or something like that. Um, there's a few like mum and family groups around on Facebook on the web and they're always looking for someone to kind of follow their pregnancy. Like that could be amazing if you didn't want to pay for your own private care and you've somehow missed out on having um caseload midwife. Like that could be really, really nice to have something to like hold your hand. And doulas just sound beautiful too. If you get one like in training or like a low cost one, that would be great. Um, I'm not going to go into home births or anything like that because that's really not my jam. Like great for you if you want to do it, but like... I'm not going to cover any options with that because that wasn't my experience. Another thing that they kind of mention um, when you start giving, having your hospital visits, um, obviously I did the team maternity, so it might come up earlier on if you have your own midwife, but if you're a single mum-to-be, they'll kind of ask you kind of personal questions, but just trying to suss out like how you're feeling and coping. You've got support people around you and they'll most likely put you in contact with a social worker. So I saw a social worker a few times and it was really good for some coping mechanisms and like how to deal with my child's dad because it was very tumultuous um, with our communication and stuff like that. 
And, you know, my social worker was great. She, like, led me to, like, some baby mind the bump, which is, like, a, um, a pregnant and postnatal, like, meditation app, which was great. Um, it's with your social worker if you find yourself, like, more high risk where you don't have, like, that much support or maybe that much income coming in or have a family that can financially kind of help you out. That's when they'll put you in with to charities like St. Kilda Mums and stuff like that um, who can, like, donate you with quality used baby gear. Um, they're really, really subtle. Well, in my experience, they were really subtle. So just be honest and open with them because they just want to help you out and not put you, put you or your bubba at risk. Um, I've heard of, uh, also as well of, of doctors kind of suggesting you on to other charities and stuff like that. However, I will say when I ask, is there a single mom like baby group kind of play group thing? There's not. There's obviously Panda, which um, I hope you guys have all got their numbers somewhere saved. Maybe put that in the show notes too, um, which they suggest that you call. But no, there's no real single mums group that exists at the moment. But that's why I'm here to help you out. Another thing I recommend is maybe not birthing class because I found that a bit fucked up. But have a tour of the hospital beforehand. Um, We can do another podcast on actual birth and stuff like that. It's a bit too heavy to get into. But you're going to, you know, figure out your little birth plan along the way. What kind of um, pain relief you kind of want to go for. But it's really, really handy if you can... um, do a hospital tour beforehand might just put you at ease know what to expect know what entrances to come through have a look at the suites and kind of figure that out and like you know if you want to maybe have like a water birth kind of like suss out like the bath and stuff there for you I think that'll probably help mostly with peace of mind um I actually paid for the birthing class at Royal Women's which I kind of regret to this day bitch give me back my 140 honestly I've got bills to pay it was bad. It was really bad. Um, questions you could ask instead of going to it would be, what are my pain relief options? What can I expect? I'm sure if in your points with, with midwives and GPs and stuff, they'd be more than happy to like talk you through all that thoroughly. Um, it's not compulsory to do the birthing, birthing class, but I decided to do it. I felt really, really isolated doing it. I was obviously the only single parent there. I say obviously because, fuck, I felt so alone. Um, I appeared to be much younger than most people. They were all kind of like married and happily ringed on their finger. And it was just really awkward. The woman running it didn't really have much compassion. She constantly was like, Ashley, like, your partner, is he short too? And I'm like, fuck, like, mate, I'm here with my mum. Like, there's no partner. We all know this. And she just kind of weirdly singled me out. Maybe she was just tired and didn't mean it. But narrator, you were a fucking bitch, mate. <laughs> anyway, that's just, I've mainly found that good for like learning how to swaddle the baby. But you can just YouTube that shit or ask a relative if you want. Um, and the pain med stuff was like kind of insightful. But once again, you can probably get that information somewhere else. Um, they're also going to put a really, really high pressure on breastfeeding. So if you don't want to or... Some reason you can't, you're going to be reminded of how they said breastfed is best. Like that was a very hard line throughout it. So yeah, I feel bad for you if you couldn't or you didn't want to because that's my experience is that they try to feed that down your bloody throat. This loves attention, doesn't she? Doesn't she? All right. So let's talk what you need for having a fucking baby. Wow. Look, I was really uh, lucky to get a lot of my stuff secondhand. So my godmother, they've got like a lot of small bubbers in their family. She gave me a cot, which I just spray and painted. I bought a new mattress for Bub. Um, I just kind of, in my baby brain. Also, side note, baby brain is fucking hectic. I have lists upon lists upon lists because I literally couldn't remember anything the day of the week, what I needed to buy from the supermarket. I thrived and lived off lists because I honestly couldn't trust my own brain. And if you're feeling the same, if you're pregnant now or you felt like that, you will fucking know. It is like something else. It is smog on a bloody Melbourne morning in summer in the middle of bushfire season. Like, is fucked. 
But anyway, I was blind at baby blunt bunting and I didn't think I could maybe get a mattress cheaper. And I just bought whatever mattress that fit my cot. Um, other things you probably really need. I'm just going to cover the stuff you really, really need because, you know, this is for women who might not have a lot of extra money like I didn't. So let's just cover the fucking basics. You're going to need a bath. Okay? If you have a bath at home, you can get like a little terry toweling insert and pop them in. Maybe when they're a little bit bigger. I decided to get like a plastic tub. Yes, I'm ruining the environment. I'm sorry, Kerry. But like I am because I'm poor. Um, I actually gave it away to someone else afterwards. So fucking reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, baby bath. I bathed her on my kitchen bench. She was too small for my big bath. I had a little terry toweling insert. You can get plastic inserts too from Kmart and stuff just so they can sit up. You can probably get really expensive ones. You can probably get some Gumtree secondhand ones. Anyway, you're going to need something like that to bathe Bubba. When they get bigger, put them in your normal bath. Probably need something to hold them up until they can actually set up themselves. And then after that, good to go. Bath, shower, anytime, anywhere. One through cabs will take you there. You're going to need a bassinet. Um, once again, I just got that secondhand. Didn't pay a cent. Everyone's giving away on Facebook and stuff. Be thrifty. Do that. It's really beautiful as well when like people have ones that are like in their families. It's so cute. I love that. I love being like, your uncle Jeff grew up and was born in that bassinet. Not born in the bassinet. It's a bit gross for the stained pine, isn't it? Um, I just love, I love little stories like that. Um, you're going to need a pram. I have a very average pram. I gave up after too many tears in baby bunting. I was so fucking done. I couldn't factor in or care anymore. My dad chose one based on his choice subscription. In case you didn't know, my dad's a boomer. So he, <laughs> he's he got a choice subscription. Um, it was highly rated. I just didn't even really care. I just paid him half for it. It was around $300. It's just pretty much a stroller. It is really safe, but like... It's basic. I need to get like a newborn insert for it. And I just got like a um, sheepskin one. I wish I kind of had like one, like a bassinet one, one that faced me. That would have been so, so, so much more handier, especially in the newborn stages. But I didn't. So, yes. Uh, my friend just bought a really great secondhand all expenses pram on Facebook for around $500. So they are out there. Please buy secondhand if you can. You're, well, you're poor, I imagine, because you're listening to this. But you can. You can get good ones. If you if you got a shit pram, it's fine, mate. I'm with you. My pram is still shit. It's fine. Like, you get them from A to B. Um, you're going to need a car seat. Now, my dad bought me one. I was very lucky. I've, I have a two-door car, which is absolutely fucked. Still fucks my back. But my, my car could only take one of two. It could only take two car seats. So I just got the Britax safe and sound or something. Um, that's where I would put my money in, guys. Like, if you can, your car seat. Like, they've got to have it until the 7. There's no price on safety. Um, actually, I read somewhere that 70% of car seats are not installed properly. So if you don't trust who's installing it, go to Baby Bunting or whatever, pay the $40. I know it's expensive and get someone to put it in properly. Um there's also a kids safe initiative here in Victoria until 2023. Each suburb are doing like free child restraint checks. So check out their website. website. Um, look in your state if you're not in Victoria. I'm sure there'd be something similar. But that's like, that was that would be honestly where I put my money, guys. Because it's fucking scary. Driving around a newborn in the first weeks by yourself is fuck. It's there's nothing quite like it. And even if you're like, hey, mate, I'm a good driver. It's not about you. It's about other people on the road too. And there's honestly no peace of mind. Yeah, it's not. It's worth fucking. It's priceless. You're going to need muslin to wrap your little baby. You can get sleep bags, whatever. But like, if you're going to try swaddling, which you will, muslin, muslin cloth, came out and Target do dirt cheap ones, ruining the environment, probably made by like, you know, four-year-old Chinese boys, but you're poor. What can you do? Just pass them on later on, whatever. Um, you're going to need a change table. I don't suggest doing it on your back, like doing putting it on the floor. I thought I could do that at one point in my life. I'm a dickhead. No, you can't. 
Gumtree, Facebook, your best friends. I've got like a really good looking Ikea one, which I paid like, I don't know, 15 bucks for. Great. You're obviously going to need some nappies. Um, I recommend if you can, getting reusable ones now. The, the technology seems like they're a lot easier. They're probably the same like, probably expensive, but like later on they'll be cheaper than buying what I buy, which is like, I don't know, probably $15, $20 a week on fucking disposable nappies going straight into landfill. Like fucked, but here we are. Um, you're going to need clothes. Like if you can, put the call out. See if people can give you hand-me-downs. I got so, so, so much. We have family friends who would literally go into Target and buy the same dress in three different sizes. We got everything. Like I, to this day, have probably bought 10 items of clothing that Billy has. Um, It's really lovely that people kind of reached out and gave us stuff. Um, People want to help. People always hold on to stuff. Once again, like your social worker will put you in contact with charities if they deem you kind of necessary or you want the help. Um, but people are always kind of giving away really cheap bundles on Facebook. Um, I'm sure there'd be somewhere someone's, you know, friend of a friend could donate clothes to you. That's exactly what's happened to us. Um, yeah. And you kind of, people kind of realize that you want to be in, but want to close your child for cheap. They're going to help you out because people just hold on to that stuff, you know, maybe thinking they'll have another child. Or just not wanting to give it away. So yeah. But please also pay it forward. I give back all my clothes um, to Mums in Need, I believe it is. Which is a kind of charity near my house. I've in the past have given things to St. Kilda Mums too. But there's one literally down the road from my house now that I just drop our stuff off. Or I pass on to other mums. You're also probably going to need a pump. And these are fucking expensive. Um, If you're breastfeeding... You're probably going to need a pump at some point if you plan on leaving Barb, if you're going back to work or just need some time for yourself or maybe you've got like a supply issue or something's wrong with Barb and you need a, you want to still breastfeed but use a bottle. Um, you can hire them from chemists, like hospital grade ones, which sound amazing. I think from the top of my head, maybe like $30 a week, that kind of thing. So you can try those out. Um, I was given one by Billy's father and it's like a Medela one. I think it was around two fifty. So that's quite expensive, but they're worth it. Um, don't bother buying like you can, I think you buy like special tops. I just cut like a sports bra and like stuck it through the, the sucky bit through on my nipples. Um, yeah, don't bother buying anything like that. You're gonna need like reef, um, like plastic little filler bags for that. You're gonna need like a bottle as well. Um. Sure, yeah, you can probably like find stuff like cheap at Chemist Warehouse on sale. Um, otherwise, you like came up bottles, stuff like that. But all those things are so expensive because it's like, does my baby like this tea? No, it doesn't. Next one, blah. Um, I, in the very, very early days, had a hand pump from Kmart because uh, Billy had a really uh, struggle with latching. So I'd have to like express, oh my God, I'm actually cringing thinking about these fucked up times i'd have to express from a hand pump and then like put it into a little syringe and then put it in her mouth and then she'd latch on oh my god how did i survive how the fuck did i survive um yeah so i like a hand pump but like you're probably gonna find that you need a pump yeah if you can um if you can like hire one um, you're not allowed to sell them on Facebook Marketplace, but Gumtree, apparently people get away with it, according to Mummy Threads. Um, yeah, so that's like something you can't really avoid. Um, what else do you need? Yeah, they're like the basic things you really need from the start. A carrier, I really recommend. I was given one that was like a wrap one that I chose. I was like, I'm going to be like an organic free range mum in nature with my stretchy piece of fabric, keeping baby close to me. It was fucked. It was literally like, it just like instructions were so fucked. Like tie this way, tie that. Oh my God. It was like the fucking Da Vinci code. So bad. Um, I just got like another carrier later on from like 50 bucks. It was like an ergo baby, which I've since resold. Um, just to clip onto Baba because you really need that because yeah, they love that skin on skin, especially if you want to do something around the house and they're in a clingy mood, you need that. Um, and that's kind of like what you need from start some chuck, some chuck rags, 
great. Some baby washes to wash Baba, great. That's kind of all you need. That's the basics. So if you've kind of got that, if you can get those things secondhand, fucking fantastic. The rest is kind of, you know, you're going to need a high chair later on, but don't stress. Okay, you do really great ones. Like you can get them. Oh, I got our secondhand. My dad has one too. My mom has one. They're also cheap and yes, probably nasty for the environment, but there are ways around that. But don't stress on getting everything at this point. You know, there's like a lot of other different stuff you can get and you can probably like scale the internet and find other, you know, handy things that make your life easier and like th- things to learn along the way and like baby play mats and blah, 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 blah. That's great. But I'm just covering like the core shit that you need because that's kind of like it, like everything else superfluous, like kids toys great like you can give them literally like a potato and they'll love it they won't know any different um and you're probably gonna get gifted some stuff too another suggestion with gifts if you get anything from kmart and you're like i don't need another fucking size triple zero onesie you can exchange or you can just get like credit vouchers at kmart if you don't have the receipt and you just swap it over um regarding clothes as well i'd organize if you can if you get a lot of hand-me-downs or you're just wanting to like kind of prepare for the shops um like pretty much from the get-go, get like underwear, onesies with zips. I wouldn't even fuck around with pressed under buttons, like literally no point. Um, like a cardigan layer and a beanie, depending on seasons. Like just get little singlets, like little pressed underneath, depending on what season they're born in. Um, any hand-me-downs and stuff, like organized just by size. So I think we had like zero to three, three to six pile of stuff six to 12 and then like 12 to 18 then 18 to 24 so gradually it's like billy gross she's quite small for her age she's kind of still fitting into a lot of her like um 12 12 to 18 month stuff but like every kind of few months i just like grab the next bag of the next size up and i like put it out we can kind of start using it and rotating and then like take away stuff we don't need or use anymore and like donate or just keep the items that we really really like the keepsakes offered bub number two fuck i really want another kid can i just like sign up with the devil like please i want to be pregnant to like a good guy in the next three years can i put it out there thank you thank you devil why did i say devil why am i so flawed anyway (laughs) um yeah so that's what you need oh another great thing that you're gonna need is a bucket a nappy sand and a wooden spoon because there are going to be shit explosions that you cannot prepare for. Um, yeah, good luck with that. Oh, and also another thing you really need is a mirror as well. Um, maybe not straight away, but when Bub starts doing like naps and stuff and you want to kind of track their sleeping, you need a mirror that sits when they're still in reverse that you can kind of see and gauge and like see how they're going, that kind of stuff. But yeah, everything else superfluous. You'll pick up stuff along the way. You'll be fine. These are just the core items. And also you just wash your baby in water and no soap and stuff until they're older, old enough, they say. So don't stress about that stuff either. All right. So pre-baby prep financially. Yeah. So this is a bit tricky. I have once again mentioned that I've covered this in my kind of Centrelink episode but you're probably gonna be without money depending on when you have to stop work for about uh, possibly until the baby comes like four to six weeks um i'm not sure if you're getting paid child sorry paid parental leave from your actual work i didn't have that experience as i cover in that episode you probably get that from like earlier on if you're going to be coming back to work within like six or 12 months or whatever um, you probably get that from like the day you finish or the week, but if not, you are not actually entitled to anything from Centrelink. Um, yep. So you're not getting any money really, unless you can somehow go on new start, which is a job seeking one, but how can you job seek when you're heavily pregnant? You're not going to get any money until baby is, uh, yeah, out in the world. So that's really fucking hard if you've got rent and stuff to pay. So you look, if you can, guys, over like the course of your pregnancy, save as much money as you can because you are going to be out of pocket for, yeah, maybe three, four, five, six weeks until bub comes. You do get back, back paid, but you want to make sure, obviously, there's food on the table. 
Um, your rent can be paid, your utilities can be paid. So be really conscious about that. I was lucky that I was working full time. Um, and I am, as you can probably tell, quite anal and like a bit organized. So I was fine with that. Although I did dig into a lot of savings to survive. But yeah, just be really cognizant that you're not going to be earning much money. So yeah, try and save as much as you can. Um, I know people have like taken out like loans and stuff around that time, which is really hard and kind of can set you up for being a debt as baby comes. If you want to do that, that's fine. Obviously, I wouldn't really recommend doing that. I know a lot of people just getting through like living off their credit card for like that period and then going into the first year of their life. But my recommendation is always to live within your means and just try and prepare as much as you can. If you do need to get a loan, like maybe don't go for a payday loan. They're really, really nasty. Maybe ask if there's any family that can assist you. Um, you can get Centrelink advances for $500, like that kind of thing. I'd go around that kind of means first if you can, but this is just my advice. Um, another thing I'd prepare for is meals. If you're embarking on parenthood alone and you're going to be having a newborn, Make as many meals as you can and freeze the fuck out of them because you is not going to be cooking for a very long time. Stock up your your pantry with stuff you can eat later on, that kind of thing. I can't re- recommend that enough. I actually had a friend who bought so many frozen meals for me as like a little like um, baby shower gift, which was incredible because I just kind of lived off them for ages. And yeah, there's no there's that's a really really truly really thoughtful gift because. Yeah, those microwave meals go down a bloody treat when you're starving, haven't eaten, can't leave the house, breastfeeding until every drip is dry with a squealing kid attached to you. All right. Oh, ho, ho. Let's get into legal stuff. So um, the hospital with the social worker, they might ask if you need any like legal advice. I actually spoke to a lawyer twice at Royal Women's regarding um like uh, discussing stuff like the birth certificate and stuff like that so they kind of give you these resources which are great it's all confidential they will take details down of the other parent um but they won't reveal that i guess in case of it's probably you know this was a whole like i don't know what the fucking scheme is but like doctors can only reveal if like emergency but that's that's really good and they'll give you like advice on how to go so pretty much in australia um you are legally required to declare who the other parent is um if it's like a case of domestic violence or something like that i believe there's a stat deck situation you can like sign a stat deck and not reveal and like you'll meet with the appropriate people like a social worker and stuff to discuss that obviously wasn't my experience but i think that that is easily done and you don't have to um contact the other parent or anything like that and Maybe in situations the the father doesn't have to be on the birth certificate. Otherwise, here you pretty much should put them on the birth certificate. Um, what this means is that they have rights to your child. You, they'll need to sign a passport if you ever go overseas. Also, legally be required to sign to pay child support. So there's a few facts to toss up within that. Um, people do get away with not getting there. Um, father of their child on the birth certificate because they don't want to have that connection you can lie about that like you can actually get fined if they they catch you out like say if you're in a very public relationship on social media I I don't know who would be fucking doing the googling like you imagine like someone like Lenny can you please google Rosala Banks because like she's saying she doesn't know who the daddy is and they're like "Um, I found their Instagram like they were at the fucking food truck festival like last March like like oh fuck send her a 50 dollar fine like she was lying (laughs) anyway you can't lie but could you imagine um yeah i wouldn't really lie unless you had your own reasons to in case they do find out um but like that being said as well yeah you can sign a stat deck and say you don't know who the dad is but um pretty much if you give birth and you know who the father is and you say oh the father is mr pineapple head but you're not in contact with Mr. Pineapple Head, they will then send a letter to Mr. Pineapple Head being like, you need to sign this, blah, 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 blah. If they can't get him to sign, they can't chase it up, there's nothing you can do. You obviously won't receive child support, but 
and they won't have legal rights, but like Mr. Pineapple Head for, for, I don't know, whatever he's fucking for running away or whatever means that you actually get boosted up in like the family tax benefit A and you won't get punished for not receiving child support. Because once again, in that um, Sandlink episode, you'll hear it, you get punished if you don't get paid child support. So you'll get like a lower threshold for family tax benefit, which is fucking wild. Um, in my situation, I said to Billy's dad, I was like, um, hey, do you want to be on the best certificate? Because you can literally walk away and I am willing to lie. But he did. So that was a discussion. Um, within that, you're probably going to have like talks about names and stuff like that. And I fucking wish you well. <laughs> my kid is a hyphenated name. And I don't think many people even know that. It's actually kind of embarrassing for me. But I was just fucking... So tired with like a three-day-old kid, overwhelmed and didn't want to enter that argument. And also like he probably gets the right to have the kid to have half his name. I wasn't going to give him his last name to my child, but they can, she can have a half nation and may the best parent win, bitch. Joking. Joking, joking, joking. Um, another thing as well, if you want, if you don't want to go through like the hospital, social worker, all legal places give you 30 minutes of free legal advice from my understanding. So you could like ask some questions about that kind of thing. Um, feel free to DM me if you have any like actual questions regarding that. But yeah, I, if, you, yeah if you're a victim of domestic violence, um, my heart bleeds for you. Um, but they would actually be able to give you the right means and resources to go ahead with putting them on the birth certificate or not and the right protocol. Because unfortunately, I, I don't know exactly what that is. Um. So the actual birth, oh my God. Um, look, what can I say? It's not going to go ahead as planned. We'll do a birth episode at some point, but shit's going to be fucked. Um, you have a birthing plan. Don't be prepared to stick to it. Bring a support person. I bought my mom. Um, don't drive yourself in if you can. <laughs> Figure out, you know your way to get home, like get somebody else with a great secure baby seat to drive you home you can actually get like fucking ubers or something which is wild but you can actually get sheba which is like a female run um kind of uber service they have baby seats but you know don't take any risks get someone with like a really good locked in baby seat or or get them to drive your own car which has had that restraint installed um and pack more clothes than you need oh my god so as I was just told in hospital, like, you'll only be there one night. You'll be in and out. Like, they were literally like, if you give birth before 5 p.m., you'll be out the next day before 2 p.m. unless something goes wrong. But if you're a single mum doing it, they're actually really, really lenient. I had an extra night in the hospital. I could have stayed for another night if I wanted to, too. They're like, are you really sure? Are you ready to go? Blah, 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 blah. So they're probably going to be really lenient if you're a single mom, which is so gracious and lovely. Bring more clothes for you than you thought. Bring more baby clothes as well because my mom and dad had to get more shit and like bring shampoo and shit because I was like, I don't know. I just, hospital chemists are expensive and I like, I don't know. I fucked everything up. <laughs> um, And when Baba comes home, which is the most overwhelming thing you'll, you'll ever experience, Obviously, there's no papa staying home with you um, unless you've got a great co-parent and that's great. Get someone to stay home with you for as long as you can or maybe they can opt out. I didn't really think this through. My mum had to go back to work literally like the day after I got home and then I think the day after that she like called in sick or whatever because I was so overwhelmed. Try and see if you can like get someone to graciously like take a bit of time off and just stay with you at home because it's really, really hard and overwhelming um otherwise like see if you like a tag team thing my dad works for himself so in the early weeks I think that he occasionally would like work from home at my house in the morning which I really really needed when I was feeling really really overwhelmed um and like my dad was constantly like dropping off like groceries and stuff like that which was good so I didn't really have to leave the house I also fucking couldn't leave the house because my car seat wasn't installed until way after because I left it with my dad so I'm giving you all this advice saying Follow my advice and don't fucking trust your fucking Capricorn dad. Lol. Um, if you have yeah, a good co-parent that wants to take time off, they are entitled to two weeks off um, for paternity leave. Um, and that's like can be paid through the government or like through their work, but they are definitely entitled to it. 
Um, Billy's dad took a week off and he came like three or four times, which was good. But yeah, they're actually entitled to like a whole two weeks off. So like let them know that if that's what they want to do. Um, yeah, and moving forward as well with Bubba, if you're struggling with breastfeeding, don't suffer through it. Um, go to a lactation consultant. If you're in the public health system, they're still free. That was the best thing I ever did. Um, I did that when Billy was like three weeks old and it like literally changed our little lives. Um, yeah, that's that's my, my suggestion too. You'll also get those two drop-ins from the maternal child care nurses with Bob. I actually think I had three because she hadn't gained that much weight or something like that. It's all such a blur. It's such a cliche when you're like, it's actually such a blur, but it is such a blur. Um, so they'll drop in um, two times. They always come at the most fucking inconvenient time. It's like you've literally been awake all night with your child and you finally get them to sleep and it's like nine in the morning and then it's like ding dong, 9.15 and you're like, are you fucking kidding? And then you're like trying to like people put together like, oh yeah, sure, I understand what you're saying about latching and you've literally no idea because you haven't slept in like a whole week. Um, Yep, there's that. Um, Yeah, like that's kind of it with what to expect when you're pregnant and single (laughs) um with visitors and stuff like that it's so great like keep people around as much as you want if it's overwhelming I kind of found it a bit overwhelming at times like I was really focused on keeping my house neat which was so fucking dumb but like a suggestion someone said was like organize just like a visit day because everyone's wanting to climb around Baba. Um, you can be as strict as you want regarding people having their vaccination and stuff like that. Like I didn't really want anyone that hadn't had their flu shot to go near Billy for the first six weeks. Tell them to put a hand sanitizer on. Um, yeah, if you want like a visitor day, be like, cool guys. Like, hey, I'm opening up my house. It'll be Sunday from four to six. Be there or not. That's actually a really smart way. And it saves like people kind of coming and dropping in at random times and you know, when people are running late and like, you know, they don't mean it be like, fuck, I literally am like staying awake for you and I just want to go back to sleep. That kind of thing. It avoids all of that. Um, also, get as much out as much with your newborn as you want. I didn't. I regret that. I now see like people with like newborns in pubs and stuff. I'm like, why the fuck didn't I do that? But my dad was literally like, oh, you got to be safe, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know. Times are different, mate. And I kind of wish I, I did that. And that would have probably boosted my... I don't know, my morale would have been feel less isolated if I was out a little bit more. And like obviously each to their own. But yeah, don't feel scared to do stuff with Bubba. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Smith. If you like this comment, please rate in iTunes five stars only. Um, and sh- leave a review, subscribe pass this on to anyone that needs it i really 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 want this to get into the right ears um that's the whole aim for this podcast is to help people help people feel better about being mums and help them make informed decisions all right ciao